Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I know it's a different day today because this isn't live, right? But I'm thankful. And today is actually my... I forgot what day it is. But I think, yes, it's Wednesday. And... Wow, this is... Oh, let me just count. Like We started on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday. So this is the seventh episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the seventh episode. And I hope this is clearer than the previous ones. Um, it's not... I'm in a place where it's not very windy. I haven't walked too far. Um... Because I, I, I went out a little late than my schedule, scheduled um, time to go out. But anyway, I think it's a good place to. So we can get ahead. I, I mean, go ahead and start. Let's start, of course, with gratitude. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the wonderful things that you have already provided for us. Thank you for life the gift of life thank you for all the beautiful things that you're offering today we are excited to just um maybe let us know what you would want us to know by exploring something that i haven't really planned about um i I don't know exactly what we are going to talk about. <laughs> That's a little surprising. Uh, I, for for a long t- time reader <laughs> since this started, isn't isn't really surprising. But let's just explore. All right. So thank you in advance for whatever it is that you are going to reveal to me right now. And in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay. So we are now on the seventh episode and. So far, we have explored um, just, we started off with the idea of, um, I mean, answering the ultimate question by many people. And this is the question, if God is good, then why is there so much evil in this world? Why is there suffering? Why do people suffer if God is good? And we have already discussed that that question already sets a premise and the premise is that god is in fact good we sort of have an expectation of god that if he exists he must be good where does that come from i don't really know but i think and i feel that this that is something that's implanted right we have an expectation of God and yet for those who don't believe it's it's um, it's hard to grasp but if you consider the working of God's spirit the mysterious ways he is working then you'd know that God has been making himself known to us within our hearts right in his ways softly tenderly he's reaching out right because why would we have such an expectation 
and why would he, we have um why would we have in the first place such a dilemma because this issue of god's existence it would not have existed if there was n no god to consider at all why why do why do we have why do we have such a such a dilemma why does that dilemma exist in our minds in the first place right why is the idea of god present if there is no such evidence that there is a god right and so we've actually at the outset of this the series um, already accepted that god exists right and that's already the premise here it's just that uh, we began with the struggle if god is if that god is good then why is there so much evil in this world right <laughs> that already establishes and accepts the fact that god is in fact here but that um we aren't sure of his character now what about those who totally dismiss the premise of that question in the first place so why do you assume that god is good i i mean yeah i know you've answered that already in some of your episodes but why do you assume that god exists in the first place right but we have also somehow touched that in the sense that when you see nature when you see nature you would see pieces of evidence not really just pieces but so many so many of them right a set of evidence that there must be design in all of this right the big bang and i mean the the mainly the theory of evolution would be ridiculous especially if you note that all these things all these intelligence and sentience present in many 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 creatures right all that just came from nothing impossible right the existence of god is more believable than the theory of evolution to be honest right and many scientists would want to prove that something can come out of nothing they've been trying to especially those who are actually in denial of god's existence at the outset but that's a bias right there that's a bias if you come to the world without any bias you're just just trying to see you know explore you would say this must be there must be a designer in all of this right there must be a designer in all of this it's just that you can't wrap your head around the idea that if such a god such a powerful powerful being exists then why why can't that powerful being just eradicate everything that's bad in here 
It's so hard to grasp the idea of someone all-powerful and then there's so much imperfection in this world and somehow you want that powerful one to be able to just solve all the problems that we are having. It's like that uh, it, it's similar to our expectations of our leaders in, the in our country. In our countries, right? In our, our world leaders, our global leaders, we expect them to be able to do something um, about all the problems that we're having because they have the power, right? They can do something for sure. And so we question the idea of the existence of such a God. No wonder there are songs that say, this is in Filipino, Natutulog ba ang Dios? Is God sleeping? Right? Is God sleeping? If He exists, then is He sleeping? Because that, how irresponsible of Him to just neglect us. Now, that's, that's the reaction of human beings. Why is God so silent? Why, why won't He react? Why won't He act? But the question now is, does God, doesn't he react? Um, is it really true that he's not reacting at all? Or is he trying to do something, something really significant? Now, if you read the Desire of Ages, you would discover that Christ, when he was on earth, did not involve himself, did not spend so much time He's in fact he in fact tried to avoid um, giving time to solving civil and political conflicts. That wasn't his way. He knew that to change to try to change the external would be futile. He knows that the remedy is not more policies and more laws and being more strict in the implementation. It's about the change of heart. The change must come from inside. And you see this in, in people's lives. You see that behavior doesn't really... When you try to change only the behavior, just the external behavior, it doesn't really... It's not sustainable. You need the change to come from the heart for people to really stay in that, you know, that, that good behavior. To change their course from bad to good. The change must come from the heart. And changing the externals won't be enough. And so... It's hard work with God. He works not in not in terms of force and he's not going to do that. He's not going to control because that is so far it's the opposite in fact of his character which is love, right? God is love, his nature, his law 
is love. It ever has been. <laughs> it ever will be. And he will always act in accordance with that character. That's how constant he is. And so right now, right now, if you see problems of this world where God doesn't seem to be reacting, what do you think? What do you think he wants to be done? What do you think? What do you think God is working on right now? Is he going to change people's policies? Things that humans have built? Is that how he is going to intervene primarily? He may. He may. He may destroy entire cities, for example. Wait, <laughs> that's another. That's, that's something that we need to explore too. The, the act of destroying and everything. Because in, in some people, that's hard to, to grasp too, right? Is he the god of destruction? I think we will explore that as I go through the Arise lessons too. But right now, right now, whatever it is that God is doing, it's also important to know which things are God's doing and which are not, right? Like for example, this is really something. Um, for example, if we see climate change or like quote-unquote natural disasters which are, aren't really natural and all these so-called acts of God which aren't really acts of God, right? These are effects of human, human choices, right? These are effects of compounded choices, bad choices of human beings. Some of them are deliberate, meaning they really plan for it, for the destruction of the environment, the planet, right? Some are compounded through time, and some are, some are the results of the collective choices of bad choices of people. Right, so these are really natural disasters per se, but these are disasters that we have brought ourselves, that we have brought upon ourselves. So, what we're trying to to do right now, I think, is just trying to recap um, all these facets of God's character, because that seems to be in question. And we know, we have already touched the fact that there's a great controversy between good and evil. And if we are questioning God's character right now, it, that is because, primarily because Satan is accusing God as a destroyer, as selfish, as someone who just sits there and doesn't really care. The one who doesn't really care is Satan. I mean, he doesn't care about your welfare. What he cares about is himself. God is working out on a solution that he knows is the most efficient one. And that solution is a, a hard work. It's about changing the heart. Because mere external changes don't matter. That is why also he sent Jesus. 
and he knows that the solution isn't simply for Jesus to die in our place. Right? Jesus really lived a full human life from birth, from conception even. And then he really lived as a human being. It wasn't acting, but it was experiencing and immersing in our experiences. Not that God would not know our experiences without Jesus having to experience all that. But that is for our case because it's hard for us to grasp that he knows and understands. In the same way that, for example, there's a rich man who would come to us and who would say, I understand your situation completely and you are there down in the dumps and broke. It's hard for you to grasp the idea that that rich, rich man understands your situation. But when you have seen that rich man go through the very same things that you have gone through, then that's more, that's more comprehensible for you. So Jesus lived his life not for his sake, for him to understand, because he can understand without having to experience all that. He has the knowledge of everything, right? He has the knowledge of everything, which is why, in part, the tree, the tree in that Garden of Eden was called the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because even if God does not do evil, he knows what it is, because he is omniscient. He knows everything, right? You can't limit God. He doesn't have to experience all that for him to know. But why did he have to? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it is for our sakes that he experienced all that. Because it's the only way we can comprehend that God, in fact, understands our situation right now. And we need to have a tangible hope that we can be the human beings that God intended us to be. And we can live a life without sin. Oh, this is, uh, this is really, really heavy too. That, I mean, this is deep. The possibility of living a life without sin. Jesus showed it. Jesus showed the way. And that's also one reason why he has to live really as a human being and retain that forever. Retain his humanity forever. There's more to that, and we can explore that in later episodes. But right now, what we're trying to what we're trying to say is that God's ways are mysterious. You know, I always thought that God could just come out of the blue right now, right? He could just show Himself in the clouds right now. Have a have an international, have a global broadcast and everyone gets to see. Right? He could just do that and, and show himself and say, I exist. But will he do that? 
with the character of his of his love i mean with the character of love will he do that will he try to show himself that way is there a problem with that just try to think try to think and try to wrap your head around it will he or will lucifer think that that is that is uh, you know just taking advantage of the situation and 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 lucifer and satan would say oh that's unfair that's just unfair right you see there are ha- they are having a contest somehow uh, there's they're having a great controversy if you really think about it right but the thing is god doesn't want to prove that i mean you would feel this you, you wouldn't want to just want to try and prove yourself you know you just want people to see for themselves the truth especially if you're that kind of person you don't want to insist on proving yourself right it, it just doesn't feel right even if you don't understand why you do that why you don't want that you know that it doesn't feel right right that it, inside of you you don't want to stand there trying to prove yourself really you just want that truth about you come out and people would just see and so i i don't think god would do that if he could he he would i mean if he would if is if that's his way he would have done that long ago just just showing his face and you know nailing into our heads i actually exist but no how do you think we will react will that change our choice about sin we already have a bias i also thought about this actually um if in the garden of eden if you remember it was adam who first took the fall i mean he he for he was the f- what the first oh, no no not adam sorry it was eve right it was eve who first ate of the tree and then she gave one of the f- one one for two to adam and if god immediately immediately gave his quote unquote judgment to eve right then and there adam would not have a choice really adam would not have a choice why because it Right, there would already be a bias, sort of, right there. Seeing the correct answer, if that was a test, seeing the correct answer, right then and there, after Eve tried to go through the test, Adam would gain a perfect score, but that would be unfair. That would be unfair to Eve. So think about it. God is love and love is fair. And there are human beings that have been have that that have gone through this and in their lifetimes have seen what is good and what is evil and what is the best choice. 
think about it in your lifetime right now. How would God, in his character of love, actually react? Actually do things? Is he really just going to show himself and say to you that I exist and you do this, you do that? No, 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 no. I think it's going to be far from that. Because then you will have a biased choice. And you chose him, and you would choose him in, in, in that context, you would choose him out of maybe fear. Not because you were, you, not because you saw for yourself that he is right. And God doesn't want that. And maybe that's the case with us. Maybe that's why we don't want to show proof of ourselves and our capacity to other people. Just to try to prove ourselves. Because we don't want them to act based on our word. We want them to act based on who we really are. And that needs some showing. Not by us, but just naturally. In our deeds and in our words and in everything we do. Normally in our lives. Right? We don't want to be the ones to prove ourselves right which is quite the opposite of what satan does because he's always trying to prove himself right he's trying so hard to do that jesus just quietly lives his life and you you feel his effect on your heart in your heart in the disciples hearts right why did jesus have to be with them with the disciples for three and a half years and go through all that we could have just told them everything in one single sermon just drop the bomb right there and we'll have a mic drop right but he didn't he showed it by his life right he did not show it in one sermon or in one lecture he wants you to, sh to know for yourself the truth. Because that's the only way that you can have an informed decision whether God is true or not. That's the only way this whole thing, this whole experiment by Satan of evil, that's the only way you can actually have an informed decision. It's learning by experiencing it. That's why people always say experience is the best teacher. That's the only way. That's the only way. And so let's just recap. Yeah. I think that's very profound right there. Because those are some of the things that have been going through my mind as well. You see how God actually just... You see how he acts. And you, you put that against your questions of why he does things. You try to assess things in your life right now. Why do you think God's just in the background doing something? Right? Why is he prioritizing hard work?
Why is he just trying to manifest himself in silent ways? Why is it? Why is that his way of doing things? Whatever it is that you would discover, I'm sure and I'm certain that that roots right from his character. That roots right from his character of love. Everything God does is consistent with his character. And if we make close with this, we might want to recall that love is not boastful. It's not proud. Right? Love is patient and kind. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not puff itself up. Right? So you see, that is so consistent with what we have just talked about. God will act, always act in accordance with his character of love. And so he's very gentlemanly, if you will. I think this is very, this is a very like, um, just deep thinking, this episode. And I think I can just leave you to that, to just ponder upon that. And if you find a way to reach out to me and just let me know what your learnings have been so far, that would be beautiful. You can reach out to me via my website. I think there's a contact form right there. Um, at, uh, but you can also directly just email me at the struggling believer of Jesus at gmail.com. But I forgot if there's a seven right there. Let me just check for a second before we close with gratitude. Let me just check for a second what the email was exactly. So please bear with me for a while. Okay, yes, I, I said it right. The struggling believer of Jesus at gmail.com. You can check that. The struggling believer of Jesus at gmail.com. You can, you can send your feedback in there. That way, I haven't given this email out. So. I would know that you've come from this episode. You've listened to this one. And I hope that you really would be blessed. I'm also looking forward to the next things that we can be talking about. So for today, let's close. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what we've talked about. Um, today's episode was rather just calming and reflective and I hope whoever is listening would also have would also start to try to see your workings in their lives see and understand and comprehend why you are acting a certain way and connect that with your character which is love i pray that today would be a beautiful day for every one of us and that slowly 
gradually, step by step, we could transition from being struggling believers to being firm and strong believers of you and Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.